All right, welcome to Texas Man Cave. I'm Aaron Garrett, and this is my uh, good friend. Jeremy Muxlow. And then we got a uh, tech wizard extraordinaire, Hayden, over here. So let's uh, dive into it, man. So what are we doing? Well, we talk, we've been talking about this for, what, six months now? Yeah. Five months? Just uh, getting together and talking about what people don't want to talk about, talking about just man stuff, I guess. Yeah, I think that's kind of how it evolved. It was just me and you getting lunch together and kind of holding each other accountable in some aspects and just thought that uh, we should be recording this. Yeah. Because there's probably just, in general, a lot of guys that go through the same stuff that we go through. And, I mean, obviously, everybody's got their stuff, and a lot of times they don't want to talk about it. But hopefully this can be an outlet for people and uh, be able to share stuff. And we just plan to have some different guests on from time to time, from business owners and health professionals even and absolutely get into politics absolutely. sometimes and religion yeah Ooh. fun stuff and uh <laughs> you know i think a big you can almost say religion is cars in, in yeah. our lives i mean that's what connected us right so yeah absolutely um, absolutely so yeah well cool well man let's uh let's get rocking here tell me uh i think that's what we'll do this episode is kind of just dive through each of us and kind of who we are and um what got us to this spot in our life and so if you want to go first and I'll go first. So I was uh originally from Michigan. Grew up in Michigan, born and raised and uh spent my spent my 20s moving around and exploring life a little bit, mostly as a as a hunting guide. Um did a little bit of ranching out in North Dakota, kind of like that for a while. Um was always into into cars, into motorcycles. I was I was in and out of motorcycle dealerships a lot throughout my life. Um, and uh, grew up in a shop. I mean, my dad opened his shop when I was seven, eight years old, yeah. somewhere in there. Um, my grandpa was a mechanic before him. You know, my my uncle. Um, supervisor of the Ford Proving Ground so basically wow. all of our family worked for Ford growing up and um I did not want to stay in Michigan at all so <laughs> it was, um got out kind of when when the getting was good and and uh it's just a it's a it's a rough life up there the economy yeah. and everything else so um just wanted something something more and uh got a Ended up small family. Um, we moved down to Texas. Um, ended up uh, moving down here almost ten years ago now. Wow. Um, got into got into cars when I got down here, and it was uh, kind of a different different car world. Everything's uh, everything's a whole lot nicer and easier to work on <laughs> than the than the Rust Belt. So. Um, started a started a company uh just less than four years ago and uh um building custom hot rods restorations uh performance engine work um the stuff that excites people about cars rather than the uh rather than the everyday basic transportation and and uh you know just kind of got to love it I have a love for anything motorsports. Really, any anything that I can race is yeah. is the biggest thing. If I can race it, I'm into it. Yeah. Um, that's kind of mostly about you know 
the most about me. Um, motorsports and, and hunting kind of is, is the way I grew up. So, yeah. um, passing on to you. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. So born and raised right, right here in Lubbock, Texas. So, um, we moved away when I was in kindergarten to Las Vegas. My dad went to work for my uncle, but that didn't last but 18 months when we came back. And then, um, yeah, so grew up, born and raised pretty much here my whole life. Um, met my wife in ninth grade at Atkins Junior High. She let me start dating her uh, senior year of high school. Um, shortly after that, we... Uh, wait, wait. You So you're chasing her from ninth grade to senior? <clears throat> well, so, it, dude, it's a, such a weird story. Like, we met in ninth grade, right? We were in ninth grade together. Well, then she went to live with her dad for, like, I don't know, a semester. Yeah. And miraculously, somehow, she came back a year ahead of me. So, technically, it was my junior year, but her senior year. Ah, uh, okay. Somewhere in the transferring schools and everything, she got she jumped a grade. She but, was smarter. <laughs> 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 so, anyways, it, uh, you know, in basically my what, junior year, I was sitting with my counselor about the following year. And she was like, you just need two classes to graduate. I don't know if you want to blow a whole year off for just two credits, basically, you know. And so... I ended up deciding to go to summer school to uh, graduate early. Um, so I got out early. It goes back to the smart comment. Danita went to summer school <laughs> to graduate. So, you know. Um, so it was kind of funny that we ended up in summer school together, too. Yeah. Uh, but that's, we, were, we started dating in May of 99. Yeah. Um, so graduated in the summer. I got out a year early. Started college. I took a semester off in what would that be? January of 2020, uh, February of 2020, we had our first daughter and, uh, you know, we had some pressure to get married, but we decided to, uh, kind of hold off and make sure we wanted to be together for yeah. forever. And, uh, cause that's in my life or just my views is, you're going to get married. You're going to, unless something crazy happens or whatever, you know, but there's obviously good reasons to get divorced. But like in my mind, it was just kind of like, unless there's no extenuating circumstances, there's not any reason for us to uh, separate if we were going to make that commitment. So, um, so then in March, 2001 or not 2001. Yeah, that's right. Man, my dates are all messed up. March, 2001, we got married. Um, And then in 2004, I had our second daughter, uh, right when she was born, six she was six months old. We moved to Denton, Texas, just north of DFW. That lasted six months with a job. So with the newborn and all that stuff, man, it was just uh, a four-year-old and a newborn. No family, no friends, like or a few friends, but it uh, just made sense to come back home. So yeah, been here ever since. Um, it's kind of funny. A lot of people born and raised here try to move away and end up coming back. Um, but yeah, so then, man, it's been working ever since. Um, young family, providing for the family, uh, on and off, going back and forth to school, back to school, not going to school. Finally, in 2012, I made like the commitment I'm gonna stick it out and get it wrapped up. So, um, graduate 14, uh, whatever it was. It took me like two years to graduate. Then just working full time, going to school at nights and basically a grand total of 13 years to get my degree but mm-hmm. i'm not doing anything even in that profession so it's uh <laughs> that was a, 
MIS degree, uh, IT stuff. So that's where my nerd heart is at. Like I like this kind of stuff, you know, but, um, I like playing with it on my own. I don't like fixing other people's problems. So yeah. yeah. Anyways, ended up in, in banking on that side, uh, 2017 moved into the mortgage side of the business. So I've been there ever since as a loan officer. Um, and kids are now, you know, I guess Brittany will be 24 next month. Shelby will be 20. Golly, I'm old. Um, You're better at this than I am, though. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so it's just uh, I was like yeah. I had a ki- I had some kids. <laughs> yeah, we can go back to it. You can, yeah. you can evolve it. Yeah. Um, and let's see. Then in 2021, Brittany had her first baby. So I'm a grand grandpa. I go by Pop, and my wife is Gigi. And then uh, we've got it. She's got another little bun in the oven too. Little boy. Mm-hmm. Gonna be uh, name's gonna be Miles. So super excited about Miles. That. Yeah, I like that. So I, I think like he'll that. be here in like around June. So super pumped. But yeah, man. Uh, my wife is again also born and raised around around here. She was born in Seminole, um, but been around here all her whole life. Um, she's in sales. Just been doing that forever, and. Uh, yeah, I guess that's pretty much a long story. Long. So, this this is something I've I've kind of always thought of. I guess probably in the last I've noticed it in the last three, four, five maybe years. Does it not feel to you like Lubbock is almost like a vortex that just sucks people, pulls you in? Well, I mean, that's it pulls why you in. You don't you don't yeah. leave, right? Well, that's why it's called the hub too. You know, I mean, we get so many people coming in from outside little cities around here. There's, I mean, every 15, 20, 30 miles, there's another city on the same or multiple highways every, which way you go. And so a lot of those people grow up or where they go. Yeah. They're so used to coming here on the weekends and doing stuff that they just move here. Well, and it's, it's so different than where I grew up. Oh, I, where I can't I, even imagine where I grew up. Well, even like I'm, I grew up. 50, well, no, 65 miles from Detroit. Okay. So, I mean, I grew up on the sticks, really. Yeah. Really, everybody, you know, I tell everybody where I'm from, they're like, oh, man, you must be right from Detroit. <laughs> no, I grew up in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> but the middle of nowhere out there is just way different than here. Like, yeah. it's town after town after town after town there where you don't really have a break. It's all popular. Okay. So it's it's not like here in the form of like we get outside of outside of Lubbock city limits. There's nothing. Yeah, there's literally nothing out there. You know, I mean, little towns with thousand people here, right. a thousand people there. You know, and but I mean, Michigan. It's it's like you leave Detroit, you'll drive for three hours, and it's <laughs> you're out in the middle of nowhere. You're literally in the, you're in the country, nowhere. but there's still people everywhere. Yeah. Like there's little towns everywhere. Every every five, ten miles you're gonna wow. hit another town. You know, so it's and it's uh it was even even being here going like I was just home for Christmas and it never really hits you until you you live somewhere like here that you know, we go to Dallas and it's three hundred miles. Yeah. You know, and I'd go down to like what I thought took forever. I mean, it's a 45, 50 minute drive mm-hmm. typing into the GPS there. And you're like, 
15 miles. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, it's just because you're going through all the little towns. It all the little forever. towns, yeah. all the little traffic lights and stuff like that. Like you can get around this town pretty quick. Oh yeah. Um, in like that part of Michigan, it's you know just just a small stretch of town that's two miles to get through get through the main portion of where I grew up. You've got like 15 stoplights. Yeah, it's you don't go very far before you hit a stoplight there. Yeah, you know, and it's just it's it's very different that way. But I I always thought it was the last few years I've really noticed that it's like once you're here you're here. Yeah, yeah, and it's cool because we don't have to go anywhere. Right, like you don't you don't have to travel for anything. I love right. it. Yeah, you know, fifteen minutes, fifteen yep. minutes to get. Well, now we have traffic. So a little longer, but, um, but yeah, that's my, yeah, I, but still you're never sitting through two stoplights. Yeah. No, you're probably not sitting through one. No, like just the one you pulled up on and you're good to go, you know? Yeah. So yeah, we cry when it's two stoplights, you know, my brother and family <laughs> live out in California and they, they crack People up get so it, you know mad. I mean? yeah. yeah. Like yeah. traffic's thick. It's like <laughs> it's moving. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I think that's that's what uh, that's what I think our our focus is going to be is just that uh, you know some of the stuff that people don't want to talk about some of the stuff that like like we've developed just going to lunch with each other and stuff a lot of the stuff that being being a man that you want and you want to talk about you want to hey man I you know you want to rant you want to you know, this is what I think of this. And this is, this is my opinion of this. And most people just don't bring it up. And, and I think men have the tendency to keep it bottled up more. No, a hundred percent. You know, women always, women always have friends. They always have people, you know, they're going to talk to their mom. They're going to talk to their daughter. They're going to talk to their, you know, whatever. Yep. And men don't. Yeah. We just. Yep. Keep it in. Yep go about our business and you know if we're if we've got something just bothering the hell out of us we'll, we'll just keep letting it bother the hell out of us right. you know yep. and i think that's been the that's been the biggest release that i've had is just our what, weekly or bi-weekly lunches that we usually go to like just having that little bit of man i'm going through this it sucks yeah or whatever you know and it's a it's a big thing yeah like it's it's changed it's changed me a lot just even as a person because i'm like like man i'm going through this and i don't i don't want to bring the problems to anybody else or anything up anything like that but i'll bring it to you yeah well you know know, there's gonna be no judgment there's gonna be just like somebody to listen you know and maybe be able to encourage or have a little word about it in the sense that it's gonna help you get through it a little bit you know yeah and so and that's usually what it's about man like i think that's a big part of just going through life is finding somebody to help you through things because you know like you said you can bottle that stuff out and it'll always just keep lingering if you don't get an outlet in my mind you know it'll drive you bonkers and whether that's just talking or like working out or <laughs> driving like that's dude i've gone just circled the loop you know yeah like sometimes it's just nice to put on something and drive and clear your head, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. So what is, uh, I mean, that's another part that we started 
holding each other accountable in a sense is working out together, not together, but um, we need to get back on track on that. But I've been on track. I have to. I know we haven't been sharing our pictures. I thought of that this morning. No, we haven't. We haven't. Need to be sending my workout. So I was gonna. I was gonna uh, last week. I was gonna send you the whole week. Nice is what I meant to do. Um, This week has been horrible. I will. I will admit this week has been horrible. It's only Tuesday. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's uh, what I've got something to bring up. So just the. Oh, I was think I was thinking about it. What was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Yesterday I had too much going on. I couldn't get my work on it. It drove me bonkers. Yeah, like I was, I was so, I was mad. Yeah, I was mad that I had, I had other stuff going on in my life, and I could not get that one hour in the morning to the gym. I had to, be, yep. I had to be at work. I had to be, I had to do this and that before work. Um. I was thinking about it today again and cause I knew I, w- I wasn't going to be able to make it again today. Yeah. And today I was, I was like, man, I was so mad yesterday <laughs> that I realized it's not that big of a deal to miss <laughs> one workout. Yeah. I mean, it's all about consistency though. You know, like I woke up yesterday morning with like stomach problems and stuff from all the crap I ate the night before. <laughs> So I knew what it was from, but like, so we just kind of laid in bed and slept in a little bit, but I could tell also that, you know, I was more stressed out than normal at work and yeah. had a little lonely afternoons. I was like, I'm going to go work out and I'll get back on from home yeah. you know, when I get done. And so I worked a little late to make up for it. And, but mid afternoon after our lunch, yeah. I went back to the office for a minute and then was like, all right, I got to get out of here because it's just driving me nuts. And that's that clearing your head. So yeah. I think I, you know, took an hour away from the day to go do that, but I came back and I feel like I was more focused and clear, clear headed yeah. to not crap out. So, yeah. And it's, it's, it's one of those things like that's, that's what I was focusing on just, just today on the, on the drive to work. I was, I was thinking about it, how I need to be more balanced. Yeah. Like I caused myself so much stress yesterday about just being mad about not being able to get my workout in <laughs> that I probably did more damage than going to work out. Right. Right. You know, or not, not, you know, missing the workout. So right. I was like, I was like, man, I, if you'd just been like, nah, I'm not going to make it today. Yeah. I'm not going right. to make it today. I'm going to get over it. I'm going to move on and go on to the next thing and go about life, you yeah. know? And yeah, that was a, that was a big thing for me yesterday, yesterday and today really thinking about that stuff. Cause I was like, I knew I was going to miss two days in a row. And it was like, it was eating me alive. <laughs> so, well, there's always tomorrow. Yeah, there is tomorrow. Well, Hayden, you got a little uh, something you want to say about who you are and hear from uh, DFW area, going to Tech, yeah. Texas Tech for school? like. Yeah, so <clears throat> from the Rockwell area out there in Dallas, I started going to Tech and then did not like it. Okay. And then swapped to trade school, and now starting my first semester in the automotive program. Awesome. Sweet. Well, we're glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, any fancy edits or anything you see, all the audio, that's uh, this guy here. So he'll keep us in line for sure. So I guess we all came 
we all came to know each other through the car industry. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, it was, uh, you run the coffee and cars here. Yeah. I can go down that road real quick. Um, started that in 2012, just out of a pure passion for cars. Right. I mean, like never, never made a dollar from the thing. Um, never really even tried it's just about getting together i mean there's all the corvette club the classic club the mustang club the import guys you know but having a spot where we could all come together and not like it'd be a car show or something or you know i always for the longest time was like tell people it's not a car show like yeah. you having the car show on saturday <laughs> it's not a car show I'm like okay yeah just let it people want to call it a car show and i'm okay with it being a car show now you know because it, it has turned into more of that atmosphere anyways so yeah yeah for sure like uh we started in 2012 uh and here it is 2024 so it'll be 12 years in may um just at a small parking lot that I, where i worked on a saturday and they had a little bistro well, then they uh, closed that. Bistro didn't want to open it on Saturdays for us. First Saturday of every month. So I've just moved it to a couple locations. And now we're at Cook's Garage. I think it was about five years ago, this past December, that moved over there. And, man, that's about the best venue for it. It's just such yeah. a big area inside. So even the cold months, people still show up. Dude. I just couldn't my believe mind. last month. Dude, it's just stupid. I mean. I did not think, like. I guess that we showed we showed up a little bit early, and I was sitting in the truck, and I'm like, I turned turned to Bridget, and I was like, well, I said this is what it's going to be like an hour from now, so <laughs> let's go get cold. And uh, man, people just started pouring in yeah. and pouring in. Yep. It was like, holy cow! Yeah, it doesn't matter now. So I mean, even when it's been wet outside, people still come out because we've got the great indoor space, you know. Yeah. So yeah. people still want to come out if they don't mind their car getting wet. Like they'll still come and hang out. So. It's been a great opportunity, and especially, I mean, 2020, 2021, yeah, 2021, we had an organization approach us to, because uh, they couldn't, because of uh, the, uh, I don't want to say the term, <laughs> get us flagged or something, but the certain crazy event that was happening in 2020, yeah. they couldn't have events, and so raise funds, so we had a big fundraiser um, in May of 2021, and like that's pretty much where me and you met. Yeah, it was 2021. Yeah. So, dude, that's crazy to think we've known each other for it's been two year, over two years now. Like, yeah, probably almost three. So, um, needed somebody to do some work on my car before the car show. So, um, anyways, it just crazy ideas. Yeah, crazy ideas. So, <laughs> but yeah, that first event in 21, we raised twenty six thousand bucks for the organization. We did it again in May of 22. Raised sixty four sixty. Yeah, like $64,000 for that organization. And then I said, I'm not dealing with this again in 2023. Not going to deal with it. Not going to do it. Yet in March, we got approached by our organization, uh, the Cattle Barons Ball, which is who we're probably going to do it again with this year, um, that raises money for American Cancer Society, specifically pediatric cancer. Uh, And so on a shorter notice and shorter time frame, um, we were able to raise, uh, like $53,000. So that's awesome. Um, so yeah, they were super impressed and super <laughs> happy with that. And, uh, but yeah, anyways, this all just came from the passion. And so it's kind of cool now that once a year, we never charge for it once a year we do, but all those funds go to whatever fund, you know, we're raising money for. And so it's kind of cool that the car community come together once a year, they come out for free, free donuts, free coffee once a month. And it's like just you know once a year just pay for it and yeah. 
we're not asking to make money on it, so it's just going directly to yeah charity, going but, right to the charity. So yeah, it's uh, I love it. That's probably the uh, I look forward to it every month. Even though now we used to have a little cruise out there, but now I've got to get there and set up. But yeah, um, yeah. And now people are doing burnouts at the end of it. You know, start kicking That's off at nine thirty, nine forty-five, and so I'm there till eleven. So I mean, it's turning into a whole Saturday morning kind of thing for me. But dude, I love it. So yeah. have a blast, have a good time, and. Now you we were, were talking about connections, and that's where it led into that. But, dude, I can't tell you how many deals I've done, how many people I've met, how many, like, relationships I've built oh, because yeah. of that and because of cars. Yeah. Just like the, the two of you guys. Like, yeah. I yeah. wouldn't wouldn't know you all if I didn't have a car you yeah. know, that wanted Absolutely. to uh, meet with people. So I think that's a lot of people don't realize that. Like, when I had the M6 that you worked on, yeah, Danita made a comment one time and a guy we were with. He's like, you know, you, you haven't really put two and two together and realize how much business Aaron has done because of the people he's met doing that, you know? Yeah. Just last night I was sitting on my uh, couch watching a movie and a guy texts me from the car community who wants to, you know, need my services to, for, to buy a house. And so it was kind of cool to be able to, I wouldn't know him, you know? And so yeah. it's definitely been an avenue that's helped professionally as well as personally building relationships well and i i think that's i think that's relationships in general every mm-hmm. everywhere it's like yeah it's find your niche and find your people man like, yeah yeah and it's it makes it makes business easier when you find your people that yeah get it yeah 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 it's i mean just i i i naturally connect really good with people that that hunt that you know, race motorsports and yep. and stuff like that. You know, it's just it makes you have such a commonality already that okay, well now let's take that over to whatever other business. Yeah, you know. right. And yep. no, and that's 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 a lot. A lot of what I like about Lubbock too is it's it is a it is a community. It's truly like yeah. You know, you've got. It's yeah. it's a big little city. Yeah, you know? I mean we're yeah. not even at three hundred thousand people, but dude, it's like anytime we go eat lunch, I see multiple people there. You know, yeah. like yeah, it's just you run into the same not same people. You run into people everywhere you go. Well, and it's it's like everybody's you know it's once once you get into that, and it's like, um, for example, a, a detail guy, yeah. you know. A detail. I've got my my detail guy, and my detail guy's got got this guy, and all of a sudden I'm I'm calling him, going, "Hey, you got a guy that does that does this that does tint? Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got a tint guy over here, and it just yep. like spawns to you know everybody's everybody's got their niche of things that they that they do, and it's right. you know when I go when I go to buy a buy a house. I'm gonna go talk to talk to the same same guy that I just went out and you know went to a car show with yes, right. yesterday or whatever yeah. you know it's it's, uh, it's just crazy how that how that all intertwines right in there you know yeah. shout so. out Kennedy Detail <laughs> <laughs> yeah because yeah. we wouldn't be here for for yeah. him dude yeah so. yeah it's Ch- yeah, Chandler's I mean, the man so thank you Chandler yeah. for connecting us and uh, it's you know, developing a cool relationship. So, and I've met a ton of cool people through, through Chandler. It's, and you know, and I've introduced people to Chandler and you know, that, that whole thing is just, uh, 
been it's been really really cool yeah as far as far as that goes and yep. i was really fortunate to get into that early you know um with what we with what we did me and chandler connected really really early into us us opening and and uh he's like man he goes you want to you want to call me hey you want to work on a ferrari sure let's yeah. do it right we'll figure <laughs> it out know? yeah 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 so and it just uh it snowballed from there you know and it's yeah. um so yeah i mean we're fortunate enough to work on a lot of a lot of cars that most people most people don't don't get the chance to even see in their lifetime right. you know and we've got them rolling in and out of our doors every day you know? dude so. that's what like i just sit back and think about just the cars and the people i've been around and like if five years ago you would have told me that i've driven multiple r8s i've driven multiple ferraris i've driven mclarens i've driven like amg gts like several yeah like just start going down a list of like exotics and crazy cars and like custom built crazy c10s and like you know yeah. just start thinking of like golly like that's why i do coffee and cars that's why i do this is just for the passion to be around these cars and get the opportunity to hang out and be around those same people you know that get it yeah they're not just yeah. buying a car because it's a cool car those guys are out there but they're doing it for the passion too you know yeah i can't tell you how many times and that's it's it it really even takes away from our business at times you know um almost every person that walks through the door here they're like you know you start talking about a car that we have in the back or or something that we're working on or something they're like next thing you know i'm giving somebody a tour of every car that we have in here <laughs> right. you know it, j it just happened today yeah you know i had a i had a guy uh i got on oh we got on the subject of clutches and i was showing him a clutch out out front and and uh and i was like well you know this this one's for a supercharged viper that we got in the back and he's like you you what excuse me hold on <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i'm like yeah you know we got this and we got that and this and let me just show you. Let me yeah, just show just you. Come what, check it out. Yeah, just just right. look at what we do. And he's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, and it's he's like, I had no idea people even did this stuff <laughs> here. You know, so. But yeah, now it's um, cars is uh, cars cars drive a lot of people together. I yeah. think you know, and it's it's just you can't customize. Oh, well, you can customize a house, but you can't. You know. Yeah, but still. Yeah, it's it's uh to make a car your own, it's your own personality, mm -hmm. you know, showing and same thing with motorcycles and and stuff like that, but it's, you know, Lubbock is is big for cars. It's right. definitely um kind of cars did you grow up with? Oh, you were an import guy, weren't you? Yeah, I kind of got into that in high school. So, um really probably more along trucks and stuff. I mean, dude, I think what really spurred my passion in cars is Friday nights or, you know, we were just, we'd go out to dinner, like with mom and dad would take us to dinner and we would just, would be more excited that we were just going to go cruise around and look at cars. We just oh, drive yeah. to different car lots and, and drive through them, you know? And I think that's where it really started taking effect my addiction yeah and so um we just i don't know now with the internet and stuff like that's not as prevalent even when me and my wife first started dating and you know into our marriage that's what we do is just go cruise around the car lots and look at cars you know oh, yeah. and just hit certain spots and all circle around you know and like 
because it's just easy to do in town. And so yeah. we'd stop. Oh wow, that one's awesome! Or we're gonna have to come back and see if they'll let us drive that, or yeah, you know, whatever. One day, you know, sit well, there I can, at stuff. And but so, you started out with a Bronco, though, right? Yeah. So uh, first car was an '85 Ford Bronco. Still have a huge passion for that thing. Yeah. Wish I could find that. WMV93L is the uh, license plate. So if anybody sees that out rolling around or in some farmer's pasture, it was uh, a few years after I sold that. It was at the used lot at Saturn. Oh, Remember really? Saturn's, yeah. And so that was at the uh, the Loop in Indiana, probably before your time of being here. Yeah. But um, it it was for sale. I missed every opportunity. I should have bought it then. But I mean, broke family couldn't yeah. couldn't buy it. You know. But it had been probably somebody's hunting vehicle because it had like paint, you know, from going through the brush. You could tell oh, yeah. on the side and everything. Yeah. But yeah, from there, man, I really wanted a Fox body. I remember going out to Slayton and driving one, um, a Cobra, freaking out the dealer. That was the coolest thing. He was like, "All right, you go around this corner, you can get on it." And now he was bracing for <laughs> some fun, some wild rides. But yeah. yeah, I'd still love to have an older Fox body, man. Um, so get this. 16 years old i i uh had a 93 ford ranger lifted <laughs> i mean you've never seen a ford ranger like this it was crazy um super swamper tires on it I mean, yeah. yeah you name it but my cousin was a car salesman and he wanted that truck he <laughs> wanted it bad and everybody wanted it in town because it had a it had a 150 shot of nitrous on it <laughs> what yeah oh yeah yeah, I don't build anything half-ass. Come on. <laughs> yeah, so the 150 shot of nitrous is what blew the holes in the pistons. Oh, imagine that. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, but it, before I started playing with the nitrous, I had it hooked up, but I was scared of it because my dad, my dad scared the crap out of me with it. It's like you're gonna blow that thing up. It's your only truck. I'm not helping you fix it. <laughs> this, you are on your own this time because he. Man, he wanted nothing more than me to sell that nitrous kit. From the time he saw it, he goes, yeah, "You're sure? idiot." You, let me. So, but my cousin wanted it real bad, and he was a car salesman. Well, he had a um, one of the S S V E Cobra R Fox oh, wow. body Mustangs come in with 150 miles on it, <laughs> brand new. Jeez, brand new. That orange, that orange color, and that was the same. That was the same color as my Ranger. Wow! So I already liked that color. I love that color, and uh, had it come in, and and uh, he's like, man, he goes, I'll I'll get you hooked up. I'll take your truck in on trade. You know, you'll have a small, you know, small monthly payment, and you will have the rarest Fox body <laughs> Mustang that's ever been produced. Right, right there, and uh, that car was bad two-seater roll cage factory roll cage yeah Yeah. awesome car and uh almost almost did it and i was like i just i needed a truck at the time because i was racing motocross had to put my bike in the back of something didn't want to buy two cars you know and so i i turned him down on it biggest regret of my whole entire life i don't know yeah but realistically you probably would have sold that a couple years later and I don't know. They they started skyrocketing, <laughs> like just right almost from the get when they yeah. came out. Like it was, I mean, they were out for like five years, and everybody was like, "Wait a second, they didn't make hardly any special. of these things." Yeah. yeah, 
They didn't make any of the, I think there was 300 or 500 or something that year made. Yeah. So all of a sudden people like, it was only like five years into that and people were like, oh, this might be one of those cars that you hold on to. There was so much money now. Yeah. There was so much money. (laughs) Yeah. Six figures at least, I'm sure. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Um, Oh, I'm trying to think. Off the topic of cars. Kids, you didn't talk about your kids. My kids. I've got a 17-year-old graduating this year. So, um, I'll be praying for you. Really? I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited for him. Yeah. I'm excited to see what he does. He's, uh, he's, we're talking about college. He's applied to a, to a few colleges. Okay. He's talking really hard about coming down here. Yeah. Maybe possibly Texas Tech, maybe starting around at South Plains, moving to Texas Tech, um, things like that. Um, so I mean that would that would be the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, me, my oldest son, and I. We have a really good relationship for what we have, but yeah. um, I moved away. He was. Oh, probably three, four years old when I moved, when I moved out of Michigan. So, I mean, it's, I mean, we see each other as much as we can. We spend summers together and, and things like that. I go there a lot. He comes here a lot. Um, you know, we have the best relationship that we possibly could have had being half a country apart. Yeah. You know, um, as far as that goes, he's, he's getting to that age that he's, I think he's wanting to be around me more wanting to he's he's itching for independence yeah. but then on on the other hand you know he's he's kind of spent most of his life with without dad around every day you know so he's he's wanting to see what that's going to be like too yeah. so it's it's uh I'm excited about it I'm excited to see what he does and um he's a good kid he's a freaking awesome kid he's uh really really super talented um athlete you know played soccer all his life he was he was an amazing amazing soccer player um last last summer let's see he was he was here yeah he was here when he decided um he started talking to me and he's like man i think i'm i'm i think i'm gonna try out for football i was like senior year yeah never played football in your (laughs) life like I don't know if that's such a good idea, (laughs) you know, and, uh, he went home, asked me for a gym membership and, uh, got big. Yeah. Dude, he used that gym membership. (laughs) That kid, he blew up by, by time, uh, you know, by about the time. Well, that, so they do football all year long up there. Yeah. You, as soon as you get out of school, you're going to football practice Wow, all summer long. You know, and, and that's that's one of the big reasons that he didn't do it before is because he would have had to take, he would have had to miss his summer down here. Yeah. So. One or the other. Yeah, it was a it was a big sacrifice, and that that was one of the main reasons. You know, we sat down and talked about it, and he's like, you know, I'm not going to be able to come here for for summer. And we tried to get him down for just a week or two or or whatever, you know, in between stuff, but it didn't work out. So I. Like I told him, I said, I said, well, just, you know, focus on this is your last year of high school. You know, right. I don't want you to miss out on anything. So, yeah. 
Um, we went up there for senior senior week. Um, got to see one of his football games and stuff. So oh, it was really really cool. Um, he was he was uh, he was second string most of the year, but he got a lot of playing time as far as as far as that goes. Yeah. And in his school, he's got a, he's at a huge school. So I mean, just to make the team. Yeah, you know right. that was that was big, you know. And I I told him flat out, I was like, man, don't expect it. Right. I said, work your ass off for it. You yeah. know, do what you got to do. You know, really work your work your ass off if you're if you're gonna do it, do it right, do it a hundred percent. And I said, just you know, expect realistic expectations. If, right. If that makes sense, you know. And man, he made the team, and I was like, all right, well, <laughs> you know. You just you just did better than seventy five percent of everybody out there, right? And uh, and then you know he was he was looking good. I mean, I was I was really really impressed with how far he came. Yeah, you know, so got a lot out of it. Um, he said it was it was a favorite his favorite sport he's ever played. Oh, you know, man. so he uh, he developed a lot of good good friendships and stuff okay. like that with a lot of people. So yeah, so yeah, I was uh, I was excited for it. Um, Gage, everybody knows Gage around here. So it's, um, Gage is my youngest. He's 11 years old. Um, that kid's, uh, he's another one of me. He's wild. <laughs> he's wants to, uh, thinks he's going to be an F1 driver. Yeah. He's, uh, dead set on, on being a professional <clears throat> race car driver. He's, uh, races asphalt carts. He's, Kid's good. Yeah, he's 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 an incredible driver for eleven years old. That's awesome. If you you know, um, good kid, another good kid. I mean, I can't I can't say enough about my kids. They're um, very well mannered, yeah. well well behaved. They're Aiden's Aiden's grades have slipped a little bit, but Gage is a Gage is straight A honor student. Yeah, you know, does all honors classes so. Yeah, that's my my two boys. Awesome. So, what else we got? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good, uh, solid forty minutes of content of discussion. And that's kind a pretty of good introduction. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll uh, try to get this rolling and have some more guests. And I'm excited for it. I think so. I'm excited big time for Me it. Me too. I think it's uh, it's gonna be uh. A good release and good uh hopefully we can get some cool people on here and uh i think i think uh between the other people on here and uh just i mean we go on talk for hours and hours yeah probably. absolutely so what's your favorite joke my favorite joke oh man i suck at jokes no for some no, reason no, i don't i don't retain jokes yeah I don't either, but I've got one that I've always remembered. Let's get it. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> it's a dad joke. Yeah, pretty much. So it's gotta be. <clears throat> I heard this on the radio years ago, but so there's uh, two olives sitting on the edge of a table, just hanging out. One of them rolls off the side and lands on the floor. The one that's still on the table looks down and goes, "Hey, you okay, man?" And the one at the bottom goes. I'll live. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> yep. Well, cool. Well, I think we'll end on that, man. So, uh, um, oh, yeah. Thanks for uh, inviting me to do this with you. I think we'll have something fun and we'll see where this goes. I think so. I think it's something definitely to grow on. Yeah. Well, cool. Cool. Y'all have a good evening. We'll see you next time. See ya.